Hey everybody, it's your boy Giordano. You already know who the hell it is. Um, I hope you all had a good week. I know I had one that might constitute a solid C-plus rating, an okay week. <laughs> I gotta... I just gotta find a good job. Comedy is fun and all. Podcast is great. Um, it ain't paying my bills, so, uh, you know, I'd like something that will allow me some space to buy some Gucci sweats and feel comfortable about it, so I gotta figure that out. Um, if you ha- if you got any job leads, hit me with that wreck. Um, I did have someone uh, send me a job through TikTok, which is amazing. This world, uh, Ashley and I this week, my guest this week, talk about TikTok. She's big on TikTok now. Um, hey Joe, how many times can you say TikTok in a sentence? Um, take a shot every time I say TikTok. Uh, <laughs> um. But no, jobs are crazy. I mean, uh, I've never, I've never had a job that I that I have fallen in love with while I've had it. Like since I had a lot of jobs in New York, like while I was in school, uh, every job was seasonal, whether they knew it or not. <laughs> um, but I got to really commit to something. The only full time job I've had was this sales job that really tore my ass apart. Um, I understand that the job like pays that the job that pays you is a blessing because it actually grants you the possibility to even chase your dream, you know, if you're an artist. But it's hard to feel inspired uh, if you're if you're an artist when you're just scanning rich people into their poshy and pompous gym, or or if you're tutoring rude Upper West Side dipshit children, or 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 unrelentingly selling some shit service to hardworking people, just cold calling them at the beginning of the day who who work their, with their backs and hands and they're sweaty and greasy across the country and they rue the day they even put their phone number online knowing assholes like you would harass them to buy your service. Cold calling can kiss my cock and smooch the tip in the base, baby. From root to tip. I hated that job. I hated that job so goddamn much. Um, I had fun. I had fun for a bit. It felt cool to like have a sales job, but I just have, I've, I've, I, I gotta find something. And you know what's probably gonna happen? As soon as I get a full time job, hopefully this career picks up a bit, and then I gotta lose it. And you know, the world never makes sense. The world never moves according to your timeline. It never makes sense, and we're all just fucking riding the wave. And as long as we all know we're in this together, baby, and we're not alone in this growth, then we're doing okay. My voice feels really uh, deep and raspy today. I I am recording this at like 9 a.m., way earlier than I usually do. Um, But yeah, that being said, this week I do have um, a comedian whom I respect greatly and is also a TikTok enthusiast like me, a TikTok extraordinaire. She's way farther than me on the platform. She's at like a, you know, she's at like 160,000 because she found her niche and knew how to fucking uh, really dig deep. And 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 she does great on there. And it's not only like TikTok specific. She's putting her her stand-up clips and everything on there. So she's a comedian doing it right and and I love uh, she's adapting to the time. Adapting to the times and environment that we're in now. The world is different. Um I love the conversation I have with her. I, I think she's hilarious and great. Uh, you're going to have a great time listening. I hope you enjoy this episode with Ashley Gavin. Hey, what's up, everybody? 
everybody, you know who the fuck it is because you just listened to the intro. It's still me. Hey, <laughs> this week we got we got my good friend and a fellow TikTok star, Ash together. Woo! Yeah, thank you. What an intro. What an intro. Yeah, I always come in hot. I Every single week I point out the fact that I like to start loud and I'm not changing it. It's me, baby. <laughs> you start loud. Make everyone turn it down and then back up again. Those little yeah. bitches. <laughs> I yeah, actually, you turn it back up. Every single person who ever works with me needs to know that when I'm recording, they gotta have their they can't their finger can't leave the game button. They gotta keep it right there. <laughs> and they gotta keep it turning left and right. I'm a job, basically, is what I'm saying. Ash, what the fuck is up, my dude? Oh, not I don't know. I mean a lot and nothing at the same time. That's how my COVID has been. A lot and nothing at the same time. Yeah. So have, that yeah. Have you also had the um had the experience where like for two weeks, three weeks, literally nothing's happening. You like you can't really you can't really write. You can't you like you don't you don't feel productive. And then one week, just everything happens at once. And then it's like three that, more weeks of nothing. Yeah, that's how I am with my stand up. I usually try during those off periods. I'm always trying, but then there'll just be a day or a week, uh, you know, where the faucet turns on and you'll write some absurd amount of material. And like, you're like, Oh, I'm the greatest comic of all time. I just wrote like half an hour and a week. How did I do that? (laughs) And then for like the next six months, there's like nothing. (laughs) Dude, the, the amount of time that I feel like complete shit as a comedian or actor, or whatever, and then the the god complex ego boost I get when yeah. so when one thing goes right is insane. One thing. I did. I mean, we're we're gone from stand up for what like for most of us four months, four and a half. Uh, I've done maybe like four four five shows since this is all picked up because most of them are drop ins. I did my one book spot two weeks ago, and I am still riding that high dude because because there's nothing else to like keep continuously Those six proved people in the park they they didn't come for comedy but oh boy were they in for a treat when i got up there i think i think what made this show super good it, uh uh it was kevin and kevin who ran it uh kevin white and kevin o'brien um they they're running the show in the back of a bodega that has a patio the guy who owns the bodega very is cool. insanely cool insanely dope very supportive uh, there had to be like 35 people there and it felt like a fucking, like a, it felt like a room. And I was yeah. like, Oh my God, is this, this you, has been gone. You got to do my outdoor show. I have an outdoor show. I'm running every week. Okay. I need um, to come by. Where is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's in Brooklyn in Williamsburg. Are you a native New Yorker? Uh, no, but I think, uh, whatever's in my blood has made it very easy to pretend that I am. Where are you from? I'm <laughs> I'm from South Florida. I was born. Okay. I was How born. How the fuck do you have this accent? <laughs> I've had it since I was young. Like this isn't, I, I, it wasn't even like I've lived here for seven years and now I have it. It, I just have it. I think I just grew up watching De Niro and I was like, okay. Well, also there's a lot of Italians and Jews and transplant New Yorkers in. Absolutely. Florida. Are your parents transplants? No. Oh my God. Oh, sneeze. Okay. My sneeze went away. Um, my parents, well, my mom, when she moved from Cuba, went straight to New Jersey. Oh. Uh, and okay. then, yeah. And then I don't remember the rest. You know, when your parents tell you your story, their story, and then like you try to recall it and you're like, I don't, I don't know my mom. <laughs> yeah. She, yeah. No, I don't. 
I don't follow. I yeah. mean, like my, my dad died when I was a kid and I was like, oh, I wish I had that information, but like not, yeah. not enough that I didn't ask him before he died. You know what I mean? Like, I, <laughs> I mean, when you're young, you don't have the wear thought and know, like, I got to ask sure. 20, que- I got to ask 21 questions to my papa on the for, hospital bed. For sure. Those post, those, I don't know if, if your listeners like this type of shit, this dark shit, but those post death questions that you ask you, you know what, listener, if you're listening and you're like, I haven't talked to my dad in a while, maybe get your post dad death questions out of the way for your dad. <laughs> that's, that's the message that we're taking away. If I, when I have children and I'm, and I'm dying, <laughs> I would, I would love for my kids to literally take the time to go tell me everything. Cause you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to lie. And I'm going to sound like <laughs> a fucking superhero. Any goddamn chance that I have. Dad, what'd you do during COVID? I fought. I fought <laughs> night and day. <laughs> I, <laughs> they, we, <laughs> I, I took a can of air, like a aerosolized Purell and I ran around the streets. I was a vigilante virus fighting superhero. Let me tell you, before, before COVID, you want to lick the floor. During COVID, you, I made you want to kiss the cement, motherfucker. I kept it clean. <laughs> Dad, what'd you do during 9-11? Well, let me, I was seven, <laughs> but let me tell you something. I ran Those from Galveston, jumping, Texas. I caught him. I caught him. <laughs> Your dad was actually 5'7". I was going to be, I was going to be taller, but the impact from carrying so many people uh, stopped me from growing. I did your growth. That's a, one of the things, do you ever feel, do you ever feel uh, when you're doing, when you're performing and, and you're telling jokes, you're writing jokes, if there's anything in there that involves a semblance of, of, of science or history and you don't know it. Do you ever feel like a fucking idiot? You're like, who am I to even think I could make a joke about fucking World War II? All I know is Band of Brothers, Letters from Iwo Jima, and like movies. I'm the opposite of you. I, I, uh, I used to be a teacher. I used to teach computer science. I was an engineer. Um, all I want to do is be more relatable. Like, uh, so much of my stuff is like heady sort of intellectual, not to, I'm not trying to brag. I, I don't no, think it's you're better not. than other comedy. I think comedy should be relatable. And sometimes I just wish I were a fat white guy. You know what I mean? I wish yeah. I could just get up there and be like, oh, potato chips and like have people laugh, but I can't, I can't do that. I don't <laughs> have that magic. I don't have that superpower. Um, I feel you know, that. I don't get those recognition laughs the way some comics get them. And uh, I do, I do wish I could get more of that. Yeah, I um I I can I always love hearing when someone has the exact opposite reaction, uh, not reaction, whatever the fucking word is, uh, experience as I do because for me, as I've gotten, I started off trying to be exactly what you described. I'm writing shit out. I was I was in college when I started, so oh wow, I was 15 actually, and then I gave up started again at 17. And then I pursued it when I was in college in New York. And when you're in college, you want to be smart. You want to everything you write, you want to be a fucking genius and a hot take. Yeah. And you want to, yeah, you want to be different. And then as I've gotten older, I mean, I'm only, I'm 25, but like, as I've gotten older, I've really dug deep into the fact that like, when I let loose, I'm a complete fucking idiot and I do so much better. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm poop jokes, poop jokes and fucking and, and, and yelling shit, just screaming at the audience. That's, that's what works. Oh, for I me. do scream at the audience and people like that too. <laughs> yeah. uh, that, why that, do, why do people love comments. being yelled at? Why do they I like this? Cause everyone's a bottom. Everyone's a little pussy ass <laughs> bitch bottom. 
They just need some top, top energy coming into their life. <laughs> some real top energy. For me, I think it's the mustache. The mustache has really established, I think, my, <laughs> I think my top energy for me. Um, I don't want to brag. I don't want to sound like anything, but my DMs are insane ever since I've gotten this mustache. <laughs> I also just realized that I've maybe referenced that in the past four episodes, and I think everyone listening is like, okay, Joey, we get it. You fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think, I think, I think, I think, go on. What do people say about the mustache? I want to know if people are like, I want you to tickle me with that thing. Like, what do people say? Um, my favorite so far, uh, well, you do a lot of TikTok lives. I, uh, I do a I, I went on, of lives. Yeah, you do. Almost every time I go on TikTok, you're live. And I'm I like, am live. I, I want to support, but I can't join every time. Don't join. Don't join. Don't ever join. <laughs> I, I saw, don't want other comedians to know about this. Oh, I, uh, I, I, I already talked about this on the pod, but I, um, on the pod, hated saying that sentence. But, um, but I, 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 uh, I, I went on a date with a girl and she asked me if I was on TikTok. I was like, yeah, are you? She said no. And when I said my TikTok was about diarrhea, she, for the rest of the date, didn't have fun. Um, <laughs> she didn't have a good time. Uh, but, but I don't know if any of your TikToks, uh, on any of your lives have uh, been banned in the middle of them. Have you ever said oh, anything? Yeah. Vo- they have? Yeah, okay. I get banned a lot. I have, okay. a, I have a rich history with with TikTok. We it's it's storied. Well, the good news is at least looking at you and you saying that proves to me that it doesn't really fuck with the algorithm as much because for a while after my first ban, none of my videos were picking up steam. I think I think that uh, they punish you for a there while. There is something to punishment. Yes, I'm sorry. Just uh, sorry about that. There is something to. They do. I believe that they do punish. Yes. Yeah, but right now, recently, I had this, on Monday, maybe, I had one that I posted at 12, and by the next day, I was like 104,000 likes, and then the other one I posted, it went all day for 1,000, and I was like, well, there you go. and then today, it's at 18K. Like, I don't get the algorithm. It doesn't make sense. It it's, truly uh, doesn't make sense. It's, I've, stu- you know, I've, I've looked into it a lot and studied it a lot. I think I probably know more than the average person, but I think trying to figure out why things go viral at the times that they do. For me, it's pretty immediate. I, I don't have very many that blow up two or three days later the way that some people do. I, I had one that did that. But for me, I pretty much know within the first four or five hours how well something's going to do. Absolutely. That's how That's how this, um, that's how the 104K one, because it has less view. I have a video that has a million views and, and then, and that one is at like 98. And then this one has like 600K. And it's still going at like 106,000. And I'm like, uh, I mean, the ones that go viral for me are the stupidest fucking ones. The ones I put the <laughs> least amount of fucking work in, which maybe says something about comedy. You know, I think it, I think it says something. The ones that like, the ones that, uh, uh, I mean, TikTok has a bunch of videos where people are like, I spent five hours making this, please like it. And they do. And people share it and whatever. Like they, they have those. Right. But for like com- like funny ones, the ones that go viral are the ones that usually like you didn't work for it all. You know? Yeah, I found I might take this back later because at first with my first over a million video, I was like, did this go viral because it's easier to understand? Mm-hmm. Like it's like a simple joke. It's not like anything complicated is happening. Um, so I think for that reason, like my my some of my best jokes. They do well, but they don't do as well as like a million. And I'm like, why is that? And I do think it's something to do with the fact that uh, 
you know, people are dumb, frankly, uh, and they yeah. enjoy evil stuff. But I also think, and we're not uh, saying that to like call like to to say that the average like we're smarter than the average man. Like it's just that a majority of people swiping through TikTok when they're yeah, doing it for two fast. hours, they're it's, dumb. It's, it's fast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yes, sorry, excuse me. I just think. Also, you're just when something is simpler, like conceptually, you're reaching a broader group of people because it's something that you all have in common. Mm -hmm. Whereas a more complicated idea tends to be niche, yeah. kind of appeal to certain interests. So it's like broader. Um, that being said, I think the videos that do well the best for me are the ones that cause like fighting. Like people fight in my thread. Oh, really? Um, in my comment thread. Yeah. Uh, and the more fighting, the better my video does um that's yeah awesome that's awesome it's, it's crazy and weird and i like don't want people to fight on the internet i mean but you people, don't you don't engage right i didn't see you engage no no sometimes i'll i'll come in and try to explain something if i think it needs explaining um so i used to like if people were mean i used to my standard response was like well thank you for increasing my engagement you know you know, yeah. I know you don't think i'm funny but at least you're here giving me the view yeah. Um, but like, uh, now I don't do that so much anymore. Cause I, I, I think it kind of is a bad look, but I, for me, I, yeah. So what, what'll happen is these teenage boy trolls will come into my comments yeah. and be like, women aren't funny. And then all of the women who follow me defend me and then they start fighting. <laughs> yeah. But then your comment number grows, baby. And the share, you yeah. know, those guys are yeah. sharing it with the rest of their friends. Like, look at this woman. And they go, yeah, she's not funny. And they go, yeah, she's not funny. And they share it with <laughs> Right, exactly, exactly. Like, and the, the audacity, like they're like the audacity of this woman being, I think that's really what it is, is that it is funny. And they're like, why do people think this is funny? Like, <laughs> they, they, but they know, anyway. Dude, guys, guys get, very, very angry when a girl makes good comedy. And I truly yeah, get upset. I, yeah. I, I mean, almost every video on, I mean, TikTok's what I'm looking at the most. Instagram is, Instagram, I feel like is more about looking hot and just kind of promoting whatever you're doing. It's like a business card. Yeah. I think of Instagram as. Um, but TikTok, all these funny videos I watch, literally, like the, one of the, one of the most popular comments on a video is, quote unquote, like waiting for the laugh or yeah. laugh should be here in three to seven business days. Like, yeah. uh, why does this girl think this is funny? And it's like on almost every video that I see that's viral of a girl. audience laughing at the joke in the video. That's the most crazy part yeah. about it. Is like, <laughs> yes. This is not funny. And there's an audience going crazy for the comedian. Like that's the, that's the weirdest part about it. Yeah. Is like I would get it if like no one was laughing in the crowd. <laughs> yeah. But like but you're like no, are people are laughing thus the confidence to put this online. <laughs> Cuz people <laughs> laughed. That's yeah. a, I will say uh uh um your your videos initially inspired me to I'm going to start posting some stand up clips that I have. I don't have a lot uh because mm -hmm. a lot of my sets when I'm like do music and shit and all that, it's stuff I'm making up on the spot. So like as right. tapes, I've never used them because uh, it doesn't show a tight seven or whatever. Yeah. But like to put on TikTok, I feel like on the it's on the perfect. last show I did, I literally said, I'm blowing up on TikTok. People laughed and then I did a stupid dance. And I feel like that clip would go well. And like little tiny song clips would, but like 
I'm worried to put up jokes that I used to do that actually did well and then have them not do well and then feel like I'm not good at comedy again. No, no, don't, don't. Because it's just a different format. Like the, the, the worst stuff works better, the better stuff works worse. And you truly don't know what's going to happen. And I would say definitely put crowd work up. I don't know if this is boring for your listeners, but I would say definitely put up improvised stuff and crowd work because um, I think it makes it feel more intimate that people are getting like access to this thing that only ever happened one time. I think that's why crowd work does so well on TikTok. Because it's also like, and also for us, crowd work, you don't feel bad throwing it away. You're like, what am I saving this for? Who, is this going to go in something? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have a, uh, one of my dreams is to make a a special that's similar to uh, Adam Sandler's Netflix special because I personally don't, um, I don't like the specials that are just straight up. You recorded a show, uh, you know, one or two fucking shows throughout a night or three or four through a weekend, but like you just make it look like one show uh, and you're there because the energy of a live show just mm. gets lost on me. I also have totally. ADHD. I don't know what it's like for normal people, but mm-hmm. like I, I have trouble focusing and I feel like something is missing from that. But the Adam Sandler special, like the cut to all the different shows, the different audiences, he does two things like out on the street and then goes back, but it still feels like a fucking show the whole time. That's I, to, I didn't I would see that do. one. Maybe I need to go and watch it. No one described it. That's what was happening in it. It is, uh, in my opinion, and it's my opinion, uh, has never been one that even I trusted. Um, <laughs> one of the best stand-up specials to come out. People really liked it. I remember people being like, this is really good, but I should, I should go and watch it. I, I do also think that a vast majority of people were, um, uh, surprised at the fact that it didn't suck ass because that was when a lot of his movies were like kind of bad. Yeah, but that's so so rude. He's not writing those movies, and also yeah. he's churning them out. Even if he is, he's churning them out like every year. I don't know. I feel like give people give some come a break. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not everything is going to be a hit. Not everything is going to be a fucking. And you know what? That's something I need to learn. Uh, and true help from a hypocrite fashion. I give people that advice where I say, um, uh, totally. Uh, you know, maybe, Hey, don't get mad if this one doesn't kill or like, Hey, not everything's great. But for me, if I spend more than five minutes on anything and it doesn't crush, I'm like, what's the fucking point? <laughs> like I'm, this, I'm exactly the same way. I, I'm, a, I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. Uh, yeah. I'm not even, um, I'm not even, I, okay. I don't want to, I, I've been dating and, uh, and, um, congratulations. Thank I you very much. They're very into the mustache. They, dude, they are. People are oh, talking. I didn't even tell you the the kind of. I didn't finish the TikTok ban thing, um, uh, and then I'll get right back to this thought. But uh, but my TikTok got banned. My first live ban was because ten girls all in the comments were talking about uh, riding my mustache, going for a mustache ride, uh, and me looking like Poppy and all that shit. Uh, and I also do most of my live shirtless when I'm at home because I'm just like working. <laughs> like I'm working and I'm usually shirtless. That's my thing. We know why you do it, okay? Because I look good. <laughs> three, three girls slid into your DMs. One of they all like your mustache. One of them was like, "Can you do a, sh- a shirtless live?" And you got on live, and you're like, "All the girls are asking. I know you guys have been asking. So here it is." <laughs> I can't believe you're getting sexy DMs 
based on your diarrhea content. I mean, Ew. comedy's king, obviously, but like that, that is so I funny. don't I don't know what it is. I've literally I mean, I've been in a relationship I'm, for the past four years. So I have I'm not you up on TikTok right now. <laughs> is that OK? Um, that's that's totally fine. Uh, a funny a funny thing that I've been doing on a lot of episodes is uh, uh, checking people's uh, wiki feet. Do you have a wiki feet? Have you ever seen? No, I know about it. I learned about it. The have you ever checked so, to see if you have one? Um, because I learned no. recently, for some reason, when I first heard of it, I thought that the person makes their wiki feed to get rated, <laughs> and then I realized that it's fucking creeps who like find episode, like find yeah. old photo. Like Savannah yeah. Desormo, she has photos on there. Like someone found photos that are, and we talked about it on our episode that are like, I mean, four years old. And people yeah. found them and put them oh, up. Feet. Oh, oh, feet. Oh, fucking feet. That's the bigger. I don't think people could. Listener, I challenge you to find a picture of my feet on the internet. Go, go do it. <laughs> I'm open to it. Put it on wiki feet. I don't think you're going to find it. I'm confident you won't find it. Are you a closed-toed girl? No, I'm not. And I'm ashamed to say that as a native New Yorker, I wear, I do wear sandals and I will get on the train and flip flops, not like a little flip flops, like Burks. I'll get on in Birkenstock. Burks are okay. Burks are okay. Um, um be because of the, because of the comfort, not thongs, not thongs. I will not, I don't wear them anyway. Cause I, I have soft feet. I don't, <laughs> I can't wear. I hate this so much. I hate I hate that this is taking the turn in this direction. I have soft feet, so I can't have sandals that go between my toes. It's okay. I have ugly feet, so I get you. I love you, Joey, because I feel so... It's so weird how comfortable I feel when I... This is why I asked if you were a native New Yorker, because I was like, I just feel so comfortable around native New Yorkers. I like how aggressive they are i like how fast they talk i like how real they yeah. keep it and i really just thought you were a native new yorker and you're like your whole vibe comforts me in a weird way yeah maybe i'm getting too in touch with myself but no that's I, good I, but that's like a warm like a warm midwestern person i'm constantly anxious around i'm like what the fuck what are you thinking right now you're not telling me the truth i can't i don't yeah. know how you really feel because you're not telling me. I feel like, I feel like, I so I don't know what, my my image of like a real native New Yorker is someone like like Petey. Um, yeah. Like he yeah. he embodies uh, uh, a very welcoming, uh, loving uh, environment. And I mean, for me, um, this, is, this is why I'm comfortable doing this in the podcast because we, we're allowed to get deep on here. Uh, I, I'm very uh, depressed and anxious all the time. And sure, so like yeah, in, in my head, I mean, all the time. Um, and recently <laughs> it's gotten more and more. And the older I get, it actually gets harder and harder. Um, I do have more tools to do it. I'm learning a couple of things. My habits still aren't like. Are you meditating? I'm starting to. It's very fucking hard for me. I went to Transcendental Meditation, their welcoming class. And, yeah. uh, and I didn't want to sign up, but it was $400 at a time where I didn't have it. And their, and their, their sponsorship ran out of money. That. Yeah. I, I, I looked into it though, because of all the people who fucking, uh, I meditated for, I depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts. I never made an yeah. attempt, but I was like close, um, at the whole thing. And I cannot recommend meditation highly enough. And I just I, used an app. Yeah, I did it in the, I did it. I should download Headspace or something, but I, um, I, 
try 10% happier. I like Headspace, but 10% happier, I think does a better job explaining the why of why you're doing this and sort of comforting the, when you're like, am I good at this? Is this working? They're like really good at being like, yes, it is working. Like, don't, you're not supposed to feel like you're on a cloud. You're not supposed to feel like you're never thinking like it's very good. Yeah. I, um, uh, in quarantine, a big thing for me has been, uh, going to McCarran park, setting up a tripod and like watching YouTube videos of like workouts. I'll do mm. like, I'll do like, uh, either upper body, lower body, and then an ab workout, and then a stretch video. And that all takes about an hour. Um, and then I've also added, uh, I've tried doing it at home, but for some reason, meditating at home just adds to this feeling of me like doing something unproductive that doesn't help mm. me. But mm. um, I know that's something I got to get over. But um, I, I know I got a couple of problems, but, uh, but doing it in the park has been nice. I do it outside too. I, when it's yeah. Nice. I, but every time that I do it, I've fallen asleep in public for like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, I have the opposite problem. I can't fall asleep. I, really? I, my mind races. Yeah. My mind races that. I mean, I mean, my mind races problem. once I stop. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. Mm. Once, once, it, once it's over. Um, so I'll, Okay, so just this past other day, I why did I why did I I remembered specifically. Oh. So I haven't worked. I'm so sorry, the whole I'm pandemic. taking you off course. No, you're good. I there is no course. Uh um there good. is I I worked for the first time this week after five months of no work and unemployment. Um and it felt good. It felt great. I had a task. I woke up early and I had shit to do. Right, um, right. And it felt great. I worked for four days straight. I was driving. I was a PA for uh, for a show on Showtime, and I was and I and and I drove a total of maybe thirty plus hours uh, in the oh, past damn. like four days. So my body was very tight when I got yes. home on when I got home on Wednesday afternoon. I couldn't do anything i was like mm. i was like so fucking exhausted i tried playing games i tried whatever i like called my brother like do you want to play super smash and as i did i was falling asleep on the phone like i like i couldn't do anything and then the next day i woke up and i i do this thing where i give myself a huge to-do list every day and i'm learning every day to like scratch one thing off because i can literally never win i can never win with the to-do list i give myself um <laughs> And, and that day I gave myself some shit to do because I was driving so much. I couldn't do things. I couldn't like, uh, little things, write episode descriptions, look for like another job that'll pay more, just like little tasks that'll be nice to, to finish. And, um, and I do morning pages every day. I couldn't even write the fucking morning pages. And, uh, I spent four you hours. You were so down. Yeah, I was so down. Um, I genuinely think I haven't been diagnosed, but I, I have a lot of, um, symptoms from my research of a bipolar <laughs> disorder uh and mm. i have to um uh i've been trying to go to therapy and literally no one in new york is fucking available no one's returning my calls <laughs> and i'm like i need help motherfucker <laughs> they're booked they're booked because of corona and a lot I, of them have fled i'm sure yeah just um, but, but fucking just get, call me back wait. and tell me <laughs> this is so funny i'm just imagining like a sketch right now of like therapists just making so much fucking money because of corona <laughs> and they're like oh man it's horrible out there but for me this is fantastic i have never <laughs> been so booked as a therapist i should be a therapist maybe i can Dude. be your therapist 
If you want, I'll be your fucking practice dummy. I don't care if you fuck sure. me up. As long as I get to sit there for 30 minutes and talk about my problems and not feel like I'm bothering somebody. I'll do it old school style. I'll barely say a word. I'll just let you go. And at the end of it, I'll, at the end of every sentence, I'll just be like, does that remind you of your dad at all? It could be literally whatever you're like, whatever it is. You're just like, yeah, I, I drove 30 hours. So uh, my, my, my hips and my lower back hurt. And I'll be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm, must be tight. <laughs> that remind you of your dad at all? <laughs> Because uh, it's loving, a little tight, very constricted, his love. Um, but what is it? Uh, Lily, uh, my best friend, um, she told me that the reason I keep... So we've hung out in person before. I'm very, uh, you know, I'm... Um, I'm loud and sporadic. I kind of have the uh, mm -hmm. I kind of have the uh, the reputation of someone who uh, is going to start the party. If no one's dancing, I'll make everybody dance. Let's fucking go. Um, uh, and I do that, and then thirty minutes later, we'll sit in the corner and contemplate my entire life. How did I get here? Uh, <laughs> how will it be better? And what's wrong with me? <laughs> And, and then, uh, if someone talks to me, I do have that very comforting thing. This is why I initially brought this up. Uh, I feel like everybody else feels the exact same way all the time. Um, but other people like, you know, people who went through the, uh, the normal ringer of just fucking, you go to school, you go to college, you get a job and whatever, like they, they haven't spent as much time analyzing these feelings or how to yes, fix it. Yes. But for, for people like us who like chase this, um, this dream that involves a lot of self-reflection and, mm. um, and, and learning, I'm always trying to fucking learn something. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, me too. You know, it's just something that I feel like we have to tackle a lot more. Um, I agree. I also think, comedy or any arts field, or you can even put PhD or an entrepreneur in this category. Although I think in the arts, it's especially brutal, but you are put in a position of emotional labor. You're just always, you're just always being rejected. You're just always seeing someone get something that you thought you should have had. And you don't understand why, because mm -hmm. you can't, you can't see into it. You don't, at a, at a regular job, it's a little more exposed why people get the things that they get. Even if it's not fair, you at least understand why. You know yeah. what I mean? But in comedy, in the entertainment business, these things are hush-hush. You don't talk. You know, no one wants anyone yeah. to steal anything and their opportunities. So I feel like, and also just on the regular day-to-day, -day, sometimes you bomb. Sometimes you bomb. Sometimes you feel like you're yeah. on top. The, the t feeling tired from going back and forth between those emotions, it's, it's like a... It's brutal. It's br so you're constantly not even just reflecting for your craft, like analyzing the human experience, but you're also like dealing with your own sanity just constantly. I think yeah. for me, that was a huge, I call them the dark times Dur for me during my comedy dark times, yeah. which were not that long ago, <laughs> <laughs> but during the comedy dark times, like, man, I was a mess. I was a mess. Yeah. What I, I I never asked you this question. Um, how did you get started? What how, like when did you start doing comedy? Yeah, you know, I I knew I wanted to be an actor from a very young age, but for various psychological, we don't we won't go through my whole psychological history, but I I pushed <laughs> a lot of it down until finally I was twenty 
two, I was working at MIT, actually, at a national security research lab. I was writing code. Great what job. The fuck? Yeah, making good money. See, I'm jealous of people like you because you get into comedy after having been, uh, for lack of a better phrase, a real person. And I've yeah, always done person. this. I've always done acting, whatever. No, you're better off. You're better off. I promise mm. you it's not. It was lame. No offense to anybody. For me, I was, and I was so depressed. I was depressed. And I could not yeah. figure out why other than I knew this was not like my purpose. Because I had a cool job. My job was cool. Like anyone would be so lucky to have that job. Wow. Um, so with great benefit, just like the whole, everything, I could have stayed there the rest of my life and had a very, very happy life. Wow. Um, by most standards, but I was just so depressed. And so I was like, I know it's because I want to be an actor. I want to be a performer. I want to do some, some form of comedy. I think I want to write. I know I want to perform. So I quit my job. I'm a native New Yorker. I moved in with my mother and I just started pursuing every type of comedy that I could saving up my money so that I could take like UCB classes and like mm -hmm. stand. I took and eventually I took a stand up course and like I, I hated the first class, so I dropped it. This is actually a funny story. But then at the end of the class, I was still on the email list. So Bob DeBono, Bob DeBono emails <laughs> me and says, do you want to, if you bring eight people to stand up New York, you can perform an eight minute set. I didn't understand what a bringer even was, but I was like, Word. stand up New York. Whoa. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Like, I didn't know. I love Bob DeBono. He's actually a really great guy, but I didn't understand what this was. Yeah. So I, uh, I, I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do this. And then I hit a couple open mics and it was after the first open mic that I was like, Oh, this is what I want to do for the, like literally the rest of my life. Like this is it. It was like love at first sight type of marriage thing. Wow. The funny thing is I was so elated that day. The next day I went back to the same open mic, same time, different day, obviously same material bombed. Hell so yeah. Called, called my girlfriend weeping. I was weeping. I was like, stand up comedy is not for me. I don't know why yeah. I thought this was for me. It's not for me. I don't <laughs> want to do this. And then literally went again the next day, Wednesday, went back again, same set did well, was like, okay, I get it. I understand this now. You that, hit that yeah. immediate sophomore slump and worked through it. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. I think that's that's a very common thing I've seen amongst everybody. My first set, I was, uh, I did like an open mic when I was fifteen, but my real setback, like, and I've been I've been nonstop since then. Seventeen, I took a stand up class. I only ever went to half of each class because I had to take a train home. And mm. Will Watkins, who's in New York now, was teaching the class at the West Palm Beach Improv. Still to this day, I don't know whether or not he let me take it for free and then let me leave or if he just never ended up asking for the money or if whatever. <laughs> Either way, I thank him to this day because the show anyway, culminated. Will, I owe you $250. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've literally, I've never, I've never asked him forthright about, about that class, but to this day, he, he's just a very good he, guy. He, he hears the ad. He hears the ad and he's like, I know you got it. I know you got that. Send it. <laughs> oh my God, you just reminded me. Um, uh, we have to take a quick break. We have to take a very quick break for some ads. We'll be right back, everybody. <laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. Okay, that should be long enough for uh, Leif to find the silent part. Yeah, yeah. I was like, <laughs> why is this so long? But now I know why. It's because when you look at the uh, when you look at the wavelengths, you can see the, yes, the yes, flat yes, part. yes, yes. Uh, yes. Did I just mansplain that when you have definitely immediately understood it and then no, I no, 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 continue to say it? No, um, no. But uh, but yeah, going back to that uh, to that story, the 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 class culminated in uh, in a show, of course, like how all those classes do at the at the West Palm Beach Improv. And I invited many people to go. Uh, I did not truly write a good set. Um, I, was, I was the youngest person in the class, obviously. Everyone else, I'm 17, and then the other ones are like, who fucking, you know, 25, 30. They're like, it's all you know, it's West, it's West Palm Beach, Florida, and um. And we practiced the shows at eight. And on that night at like 6 p.m., 5 p.m., there's a little practice run just for the class going over your set. And I don't remember a thing. I'm hitting no punchlines. My jokes are trash and I eat (laughs) shit. Uh, And I think I missed the week before. And Will goes, do you want to go up at the end of the next class? Like mm. that, like that class didn't even start for another two months. And then it's two months of the class after that. And I go, no, I got it. And he basically goes, okay, your funeral. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, I leave, I have, I have people coming to the show and I go sit in a Panera bread across the street. I write an entirely new five minutes in those two hours. I memorize it like a monologue. Cause I was, I was in acting school at that point. Uh, right. my, my high school was an art school and I memorized it like a monologue down to like, here's where the last will go pause. Here's, and yeah, I did yeah, it. Yeah. And I genuinely for a 17 year old crushed, um, at that night. And then the next for a 17 year old doing your, your yeah, first. I looked back, I'm like in my head, I'm like, I crushed and I look back. I'm like, okay, for a 17 year old, you actually you just didn't tape? suck ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's and someone that's wonderful. The first yeah. set that I ever did, I was so, my heart was beating out of my chest. I, I forgot to hit records. The one set that I did not record and I wish I had it uh, so badly. I'm so, I, I wonder I'm so how bad, how I much it. I actually killed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you have audio of it? No, I don't even, I don't have the audio and nothing. There's been, there's been sets in my, I try to record every set that I do live now, but there's something so presumptuous about being the guy for me at least and maybe this is like uh i don't like being i think too much about what other people think and i'm learning not to care um but being the guy who comes with a fucking tripod sets it up and like tapes every set i don't care no i know i know what you're what you're saying though i never judge those people but whenever i'm like bringing the the equipment it's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna fucking yeah i'm gonna fucking murder i I gotta film this yeah i'm gonna kill it you know um (laughs) nothing's worse than being the guy though who sets up the tripod and eating ass (laughs) yeah yeah i know those guys too though i know those guys who always have their camera and they always bomb Like I've never. They actually bring it just hoping for the best. (laughs) 
it's it's a very particular type of comic that's like I record everything and I bomb all the time. And, and there's like a, they're not really they're open micers like yeah. Who, I don't you know what I mean. But and I don't want to shit on them because no. they're doing the right thing. They there's that, be there's that weird, there's that weird middle ground where you still do open mics all the time. I know when, I know when the world picks back up, I will basically become an open mic again because I will frequent them just to make sure my, my skills are sharp. Sure. You know? I, mics are the, I love mics. They're the yeah. best. I stay they're I awful, mean, but they're the best. They're awful. They make me fall out of love with comedy every time I do them. Uh, the community's good sometimes, unless you're, uh, in the second hour of a open mic and you're just sitting there waiting and then everyone just fucking hates each other. Um, you know what it's like. But um, but I will admit, in the beginning, when I started getting a little bit of a... When I, when I started getting booked on shows, I had an ego trip where I was like, so you don't need to do these sure. more. Um, because I was so excited to possibly be at the level where you didn't have to do open mics anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I also... Uh, this is, I think this is bad. It works for me, but most new jokes I have, I just love trying out in front of an actual audience. I, yeah. it, it just, it, so many times I've done a new joke in an open mic and have lost complete confidence in a, in a, you, you, you can lose confidence. You almost have to, as a rule, like I have a rule that I don't, even if something bomb, 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 it had to bomb a couple times. Especially if I'm only doing it at open mic. Yeah, it's the rule of three. I, I give everything three tries. At least three tries. Because I've had material... I, I had a horrible... There was one summer during the dark times where I don't think I had a good mic all summer. And then I went and did a college and I ran all of the material that I thought had, I was almost going to give up on. And it, it did very well. And so I was like, fuck that. Like, fuck That's amazing. that, you know? Yeah. So that was, that was a weird, that was, that was complicated because I was running those mics, which, yeah. which changes that when you're running the mic, it changes how people perceive you. Oh yeah. They, um, they, they cannot wait for you to stop talking. So that, yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. They cannot wait. And every time you banter in between comics, they cannot wait for you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> well, you I know? never did that, but because that's the most annoying fucking shit at a mic. But yeah, but uh, not a host, a host at a show, banter, do what you got to do to help right. the room. But on a mic, unless you got a sick riff, unless you have the sickest fucking Get riff. the fuck off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, don't, I don't miss them, but I'm going to go back as soon as I fucking can. Um, you ever finish a whole cup of iced coffee and fucking burp the shit out of yourself? You um, and I have reverse problems. I'm a constipated little, little dainty flower. I get clogged up. <laughs> I, I wish I could, I wish I could have a little IBS sometimes. Um, I, you know what I'm learning as I get older, the grass truly is always greener on the other side. It is, until you're isn't there. it? Because I get like going on your, like I'm, I still get bloated, which is a huge thing about constipation. I, I'm always bloated. I've never yeah. not been bloated in my life. For example, I'm going bloated. on a date tonight. I had to. I made sure to work out my abs for like 30 minutes because I'm like, whatever gas is underneath this, make sure the muscles are tight. Like, look good, yeah, a little yeah, yeah, bit. Yeah. But um, <laughs> talking about the date just reminded me I need to take my hat off so my hair can look good later. <laughs> <laughs> I um, I have a whole um, I woke up at this. I woke up at this um, 
at this girl's place uh, uh, last last Friday and in the morning, um, well, last Saturday. And um, my, my hair looks really bad in the morning if I didn't take a shower. It gets very yeah. poofy. I have poofy Italian hair. Um, and she... <laughs> I left the door open to the bathroom when I went in and I had a comb in my pocket. I always have a comb in my pocket. And when I was combing it to go back. John Travolta over here. (laughs) She was like, where did you get that? And I was like, I always have a comb in my pocket. And she was like, okay. (laughs) Like you could tell. (laughs) She was like, I just learned a little bit about you. Like that kind of, when you first start dating someone, you're just learning all those little things. (laughs) (laughs) I like, I'm getting, I'm, I'm, I'm in and out of this phase where I care about how I look and am perceived a lot. And sure. I don't know what it is, but many people think, uh, many people, this is from friends, people who I'm talking to, whatever, but it seems like they, I'm more attractive when I look like I don't give a shit. Is that just is hmm. that the thing? Hmm. Is that something you experience in your world, in your culture? This is the most attractive I've ever been. And I work very hard at it. I got a new haircut. I'm doing my eyebrows all the time now. Hell yeah. Skincare thing. I put effort in. Also, I had to change. This is going to sound nuts. (laughs) I I worked on the way that I hold my eyebrows. Like my my resting eyebrow position. Okay. I feel like naturally for so long, I was like down here. Tense. And I noticed. And yeah. And then I noticed in photographs when I had them up here, it opened up my eyes. And I look so much better. So I actually focused on readjusting my face. Yeah, just looking like a person, you know? Um, Yeah, so I work pretty hard at it, but I do think that there is like a thing where when this goes back to comedy, when you look like you don't care, when you have that confidence, like, fuck you, like, I know I'm great. I don't care. People are attracted to that. Yeah. And my, I mean, down to my, I feel like outfits and, and whatever, like you can tell that I care about my hair because if you see me out, I am constantly running my hand through it to make sure, sure. I'm like, I'm like, is it back or is it like in my face? Turns out they love it when it's in my face and sure, I've been sure. stopping it for years. You know I mean? I just like, I don't know. Uh, um, I'm friends with my dad now, but growing up, whenever I did see him, one of the first things he would always say is like, you look good. If I wore like a suit to something, he'd be like, you look good. So I feel like in my head, uh, uh, yeah, looking, yeah, looking, yeah. looking good, presenting well is synonymous with being uh, loved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that. Um, oh, I had one other thing. I do. I, I stopped straightening my hair. That was a big one. And her I hair looks wonderful I'm... right now. Thank For you, those everyone. of you listening, her hair, it's it's straight, but it's got like a little wave to it and it's got life. It has life to it. I have a nice it. natural wave in my hair. Yeah. And it's partially thankfully to my new haircut, my 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 stylist, my hairdresser. Say it. Say stylist. Come on. Stylist. We're TikTok I don't know what famous. <laughs> what's, what's her what's her no, what's her <laughs> Betsy. Her name's Betsy. Shout out to Betsy. But it looks so much better. I don't have to straighten it anymore because of the haircut. And oh, I got so many compliments on it. And I, everyone's like, "What kind of product do you use?" And I'm like, "Literally nothing." nothing. Like I just wow. Like, oh. Okay, I need to. I need to find a new hair guy because number one, I paid fifty dollars for a cut, and uh, my guy, my guy who I usually went to, moved to Miami, 
Um, and so I kept going back to the same barbershop because it's right over here and it's nice. It's a nice, but they give you shots when you're, um, <laughs> when you're, I went to their year, I went to get a haircut randomly on their year anniversary and I ate so much fucking Mediterranean food because they had giant <laughs> bins of it. And they were like, Hey, you know what? Literally no one's coming because we didn't like announce this. So just fucking eat up. And I ate so much food and I was like, we got a bathtub of hummus back here. Do you, <laughs> you want any? Just scooping the, the fucking pita chips. Uh, listen, my haircut was done and I was there for another hour, okay? Uh, just eating food. But I went to the guy. He, I, he's the guy who owns it now. Um, not now. He always did. But like he, I only ever cheated on my barber once because I really needed a cut. I think I was like leaving town and he, this guy was available. So I went to him and this time I paid 50 bucks. Uh, he's like, so you don't like cutting it short? I'm like, I don't like cutting it short, but you know, uh, you have to shape it up. You got to cut it up a little bit. And I like the side shorter. And I swear to God, I left this haircut looking the exact fucking same. <laughs> and, and it's not the kind of refund thing where you can walk back in an hour later and go, let's freshen this up again. Like, uh, when I said, like, another person would do that. Me, I'm like, I guess I owe you another 40 fucking dollars. I fucked up the first time, you know? But this other yeah. guy to walk in, I didn't need to say a fucking thing. And he knew yeah. exactly what I wanted. And that was the sexiest thing about him. I think men have a different relationship with their, with their barbers than women. Yeah, I love, I love when they shut the fuck up and know exactly what I want. And I just get to zone out for 20 minutes. That's, that, I, I mean, Betsy's cool, but I'm not in there every other week the way men are. Men go in all the time. You're constantly with your barber. I go once a month to save money. Um, if I had more money, I would go because I do go. I don't go to the $18 cuts because I have this kind of hair where, uh, I don't know. You can't just cut it short. And that's what like most barbers do. They just cut it. You take care of your hair. You I take, take care, care of it. it. You got to give me the layers. You have to go through. Give me that scissor. That's not a scissor, but it, like it cuts out every other hair so that my hair gets more zhuzh to it. Yeah, yeah. I get the they call it a zhuzher. That's what it's called. It's a zhuzher. And yes. uh, I also have the zhuzher. I think women generally have the zhuzher is what. Yeah, what but not a lot of people women. do it for the guys. Whenever they do it, I'm like, oh, we looking good today, boy. <laughs> we looking good. One, one woman did this razor thing on me, took my hair, spread it out. It and out. like thinned, and, and my hair yeah. never looked more lively. My hair was, was so, it looked so lively. It was in seventh grade. My hair looked like it was just learning about biology and and anat like it looked like a boner for the first time. It was it's alive. Like, <laughs> my hair had its first wet dream and and it's attracted <laughs> to for it's starting to have weird feelings about Susie. She's my friend, but I like her. Like, um, it was a fun time uh, uh, getting that thing, and then she and then she stopped cutting my hair, and no one's ever done it since. And I genuinely feel like every haircut has had something missing. Um, that's what they thin. I, I get my hair thinned too. It's helped so much because I have thick hair like you and it just helps so much. Keeps it from getting poofy, gives yeah. it good texture. Also, when I use product, my hair gets, if, if it's not thinned out, my hair gets thick, like thick and yeah. sticky. Um, what, um, we're going to transition into, uh, into my segments, into my segments. Sure. Um, cause How I've had these record for. I, I record. Uh, once we hit an hour, I try to start wrapping it up. Cool. Um, I have a spot. That's all. That's great. That's great. Um, uh, congratulations. <laughs> it's an outdoor. It's just, I'm not trying to flex. It's, it's like no, no, a no. bar show outside. It's nothing. 
um, uh, this first segment is called Say You're Sorry. Okay. I want you to think about a time in your life right now. Um, you did something. You regretted it a little bit. Uh, mm. You might have hurt someone's feelings. You oh. might have not been your best. And, uh, and you wish you could say sorry. You could also, if that's a little hard to think of, tell me about no, a time. No, there are so many. There are so <laughs> many. Yeah. And just like, which one, how much of myself do I want to expose? You know what I mean? Yeah. I've been in such, I, I've been in a number of unhealthy codependent relationships. Mm. And I feel like all of them got toxic. Every single one. Yeah. And I so wish that I could go back in time and have the sense that I have now because I haven't been doing that. And I feel very proud of myself that I've worked on myself to not do that anymore. But the guilt that I feel to my last couple girlfriends, I just, you know, that I, that I never said, Hey, we are not the people that we entered this as like, we, we are toxic to each other now. And like, let's, let's either take a break or say goodbye. Cause I let things drag on too long. And you know, yeah, I really regret my behavior. I I don't think I don't think I'm a bad person. Like I, you know, but I I do think that we were both caught in like a bad situation. I try to think that same exact thing. I mean, I like about not being a bad person. In reality, I just didn't have certain skills and, and yeah. ways of thinking about things. Uh, I just went through. Um, that's a. I mean, a terrible breakup for me because I'm realizing recently how numb I am to it and I'm kind of not allowing myself to feel a lot of things. <laughs> I processed it. I'm like, I'm over the breakup. I know why it had to happen. Um, but it's literally the exact thing you just said. Like, we yeah. are, like, we started off strong. I, like, I, I love you, but we are not, we're just not right for each other right now. Right, right. This is, this is continuously, we're dragging each other down in a way that like, I mean, we're just fighting every day and then we're not working on anything because our energy is so spent. Yeah. And in, yeah. instead of being able to uh, uh, communicate that, it was just always, you know, you fucking exhaust me kind of shit. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I wish my language was better. I always said, I was always alluding to, I think, uh, a healthy way of communicating. <laughs> Like I knew what I needed to allude to, like, yeah, not, not like fuck you, not fuck that, not fuck what we're going through, but just like, um, this exhausts me. We need to stop fighting about it. But the way that I would say it is like, you keep fucking making us fight about the same yeah. thing, fuck, yeah, you know. So I, uh, I feel you is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I uh, the guilt that I have around that. Well, I don't think I'll ever let go of that guilt because. No. Do you yeah, believe that just, you you always uh, love someone if you ever loved them? Oh shit! Yeah. No, I think with many many relationships, yes. Okay. But I don't think all of them. I think you love a time. You have a memory of a time mm. and of that person and who they were then, and you love that, and that never goes away. But love today can. And that always feel like it feels weird because you're like yeah. grappling with both. But like if I I hung out with an ex-girlfriend, this was a while ago actually, but and I didn't, I was 
so kind of, I was attracted to her. I was like, oh, yep, I'm yep, still there. Yeah. But I was not in love with her anymore. Okay. I, um, I, I haven't, I haven't had the, I haven't had the opportunity to hang out in person with, uh, with some of my exes or, or, or flings. I mean, uh, my current ex, uh, current ex, <laughs> they're all exes, but my most, most recent, recent, most recent ex. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's out in LA, so I'm not going to get the, the, the opportunity for closure, hang out kind of thing right, for right. Uh, a long time. But, um, but all my other exes, I mean, if they were like, I had one ex when she was, I found out that she was going through a breakup with the guy after dating me after like two years. And she was continuously, Mm. she called me a couple of times. This was when I was in college. She called me a couple of times and like immediately I was just like, how can I help you? Um, Mm. and then, and then after a couple of conversations, when I realized, um, uh, that those con- they were just kind of having happening frequently, and not to say that there was nothing in it for me, but it just seemed like I was like being used for uh, support for sure. over and over. You should be um, really careful with that kind of. It, it depends how long you've been apart. What the you know, like yeah, you have to be super careful when reconnecting with an ex. I think it had been like two or three years, and I was like, oh. and and I and I and I did say on the phone, I was like, I was like, hey, I almost said her name. I was like, I was like, hey. Like, I love you. You know I'm here for you. But, like, um, at one point, this needs to, like, this needs to chill out. I think what happened was, like, I was, mm. at, I was at one party. She, she called me in the middle of, like, one party. And I did stand outside the party uh, for, like, an hour talking to her on the phone because she seemed like she wasn't doing well. Um, but after a while, I think you do just, again, establish that, like, some sort of code of, like, yeah, now you're like, okay, now I need to talk to this person whenever right. I, whenever I right. feel bad. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I got tired of helping, but it was just, I was just like, hey. No, put you in a place that wasn't healthy for you. Yeah. Um, because all feelings, I don't, for me, feelings, I mean, fucking rush back. I listened, I listened to, um, I listened to the band, the 1975 in the car the other day for the first time in a while. I don't know how you are with music, but I, um, just adamantly avoid sad music on like a daily basis. Me too. Um, and also too during, triggering. It's it really is. My I my girlfriend put on Adele the other day. It was eleven oh, in the morning. Don't eleven do that. in the morning. No, I was like, it is too early to be sad like this. It is too early to cry. Yeah, Turn shit off, dude. Even in quarantine, I cannot watch a sad movie. I can't read a sad book. Yeah. I, I can't do anything. Um, yeah. Because in the normal times, I could go see the sad. I was attracted to the saddest fucking, like, the most depressing art house foreign films. I just, I loved them. I ate them up. Because you know what you had? The walk home afterwards, the train ride to process, and then you get to go to sleep. Like, you're like, oh, that's another world. Here, you finish it. You're in your fucking room. And then the movie ends, and you're like, oh, okay. (laughs) Um, Wow. Yeah. So listen, we're learning, we're growing. We're learning how to live. We life. are. We are. We're being who who we're 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 being the best we can be in any given any given moment. That's that's all you can do. That's all you can ask for. Um our nest our our nest segment, our next segment. <laughs> um I want you to think about a time in your life. This is the crux of help from a hypocrite. Okay. Um think about a time in your life 
a story, if you will, um, where there was a learning experience for you. There's a lesson to be learned. Mm. Uh, there's something to walk away with. You have given people this lesson. You've told them. It's, you know of it. it. You're aware of it. In your brain, though, on a daily basis, it's still just not fucking drilled in your brain. You know, right. it's still not something you're walking with every single day. For example, me texting and driving. I still do it, even though I almost died. Get this, 11 times. So, and boy, do I tell people not to do it. Yeah, well, don't text and drive. But also, I think that whatever the thing that is happening right now, I mean, in AA, and I think they say, I'm, I'm not, let me clarify, my father uh, was sober. And so I grew up uh, in a sober home with a lot of AA shit going on all the time. And you, you, I grew up with the phrase, this too shall pass. And the serenity prayer, um, you know, grant me the, the ability to change the things that I can yeah, yeah, yeah. accept what I can. I, I'm not quoting it right. The wisdom to know the difference, but, um, and this too shall pass. I think to know, I'm going to focus on this too shall pass to know that this is a moment and only a moment. And that to, in another minute, it's going to be different. Like no matter what it is, it's going to pass and you will be okay. And if yeah. you, and it's okay that you're sad. It's okay that you're angry. It's okay. Whatever it is, you're, it's good that you, it's normal to be responding to it that way, but don't, get in the headspace that this is forever or give it more weight in terms of spinning out than it needs because it will, it will change. Yeah. Even uh, just the other day, my podcast numbers were down because of labor day or not labor day, but everyone was moving this Monday. Everyone, oh, moved yeah. this Monday. everyone moved into college. My numbers were so low. And I thought, what the fuck? I thought I got imposter syndrome. I was like, what the fuck? Like, why, why? I was doing so well. Why are they so much lower? They're lower than they were a month ago. Like, what the fuck, man? And then on yeah. Thursday, they went back up because people started listening again. And I thought, why did I give it so Why did I freak out so uh, much? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, same exact thing here. I, as I'm dating, I've dated, I've been on, I've been on several dates. I've been on, I've been on it a sounds like you've been dates. killing it. I've been sounds like you got a lot of stuff in that mustache. I've been out here. Okay. And um, I'm so every single time I de I delve deep into the character that is within me, I hate it so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, but, I love it. I think but it's great. um uh there's only one girl out of all of these girls who I have genuinely been like, I would love to see you again. And it's not just about hooking up or whatever. I'm like, I wanna see you again, I wanna hang out, I wanna give see her a fake name. Uh uh, <laughs> all the Apology. names I just thought of were all of my cousin's names, and I don't want to establish it. Uh, we'll call her Aquaphor because I Aquaphor, great. Um, when uh, um, uh, Aquaphor, like, uh, of all the dating, um, you know, we had a great, we had a great first date, we had a fun time, and then I, I, the only one out of all of them, I'm like, let's go out for a second date, and we did. And the third one, and we've been texting every day during that yeah, time that's big that's big and i know that people are busy i know that i'm busy i know that everyone yeah. has their own schedule i'm aware of these facts do i take that into account when there's no response for 12 hours no i spiral dude 
You spiral. I spiral. I'm a, I'm a category five spiral. I am like, 150 I, mile per hour, rip apart your fucking shed, hurricane spiraling. Yeah. yeah. Every time. And then the response comes and I'm like, why did you ever worry? And it's because yeah. um, my, my understanding of relationships is flawed. Um, <laughs> and how you're supposed to. Uh, I've, I've, never, here's, I've never dated as an adult. My first time dating as an adult. So I feel like I'm learning. What do you uh, mean adult? How old are you? I don't even know how 25, old 25. And, uh, oh, you're and, young. Yeah. Oh, you're young. Yeah. <laughs> young. Um, I started dating my last girlfriend when I was like 21. And we've been mm, together for a very mm, long time. And, mm. I've, and I've also just never been a dater. I've been like. Uh, yeah, me too. Yeah, Big time in, serial monogamy. Yeah. I mean, in between relationships, I, I've, I've done my fair share of hooking up as I'm, as I'm young, but not the whole dating thing, not the, not the seeing what works for you, see to whatever. I mean, just kind of like uh, you catch a flame with someone, you spend a lot of time with them. And after like a month or two, you're like, you know what? Let's fucking, let's, let's do this. You know, mm. I, yeah. I, I would hate for the way I just said that to belittle what a connection is, but everyone I've dated, I've had a. No, I don't think, I don't think that it, yeah. Um, um, but oh God, I forget why the fuck I just, this is why I hate having ADHD. You'll be in the middle of a thought and then be like, I'm not helping. <laughs> like, no, um, um, this too shall pass spiral. Yeah. This too shall pass is probably the most hypocritical advice for me to just give anyone. Yeah. Give, yeah. Cause I, and maybe it's because you and I have our, our anxiety. Um, it is very, very tough to actually, Oh, this is what I was bringing up with meditation yeah. earlier is, I mean, as soon as meditation is over and I feel okay, it's almost as soon as I turn off that fucking 428 Hertz, whatever it is, whatever's in the background of that sound, uh, every thought comes rushing back. And it's like, did you forget yes. about us motherfucker? And like, they, all the thoughts come right back. Um, and I, and I, and I let them, I let them all come back. I don't know how to fight it. But that's why you, that's why you practice meditation or just relating meditation to this problem. If you're spiraling and you can say to yourself, I'm spiraling, yeah. that's going to help you not spiral. And then three minutes later, you might have to be like, I'm spiraling. Oh yeah. But if you keep doing that every couple minutes, that's the practice of meditation. That's all it is, is you being like, I'm having anxiety. And then, <laughs> but I, I've been practicing, not that I'm a guru or anything, but I've been practicing for two years and like 20 minutes every day. And the, it is night and day, man. It is night and day. Really? I don't spy. I, I would spiral on a very regular basis, pre-meditation. Like maybe every day I'd have a mi at least a mini spiral. Wow. And now, I don't really, I've really only lost it. Like, I don't know. I don't really lose it anymore. I, I lost it w once a few weeks ago. But and you're, that, and you're allowed that every once in a while. You're allowed. Of course, we're normal. We're normal people. And when I say How? lost it, I mean that I made a, an action that I regret. Yeah. Feeling, you can't really control how you feel. Yeah. But but like snapping at someone or sending an email too soon or whatever uh, it might be like that kind of like uh, sending a text you didn't want to send or whatever yeah. that action is. I, I, I had one of those and I was very, I was like, man, I was on such a roll. I was on such a roll, but you know, can't how nice, how nice are you to yourself 
when I'm these the things worst. happen. Okay. I hate I hate myself for years. Yeah. I remember a thing that happened to me when I was like eight that I'm like, you're a piece of shit. You piece oh, of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So we both have bully brains. Just yeah. bully I, brains. Don't we all? I don't know. I I don't know. I'm gonna tell you right now, I had I had a sales job that Lily Michelle got me for a while. And everyone else who works there, I mean, first of all, they're infatuated with the idea of a comedian. So they're they're just <laughs> like you're you're like a different world and they would all want to talk and hang out. And um and uh these like the people in this office who are all like frat boy, sorority girl type of situations, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and they're obsessed with the job and they love it. Um I do not think that a majority of them, or at least as frequently as we do, think the way that we think with That's our bully fair. brains. You know? That's fair. Um, I like that phrase, bully brain. Bully brain. I should fuck it. That's the first time I ever said that. I should fuck it. I'm a TM. That. Uh, bully Put brain trademark, 6.58 p.m. on September 4th. I said it. Okay? I said it. You um, don't ever, don't fuck with him. I will come for you. <laughs> I Don't say bully brain. Don't say it. Shut up. Take it down. Uh, actually, that might be the fucking name of this episode. Look at that. Um, I've made it a habit to point out while I'm recording to say that's going to be the I name. I literally do. <laughs> we do that too on my podcast. Uh, I did make a mental note. I was going to call it comedy dark times, but I think I like bully brain. Um, bully brain's better. Uh, it's got a little ring to it. Um, because you have the spot, I could, I would love to keep talking about what we just spoke about, but I will uh, come back. Absolutely. If um, you have me, I would have you. I am not opposed to having repeat guests. Um, if I have a good time, some people, I will say, and I, I, I would never say who, but like, you know, some people, it flows and you have a good time and it's fun. And some people, 100%. you're like, you're like, I'm working a little bit. I don't hate yep. it, but I'm working a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, and yeah, yeah, it's always better to be with the former. Um, our last segment, uh, we, got, we got one question that I feel like is going to fuel us enough to close this out on a strong conversation. Let's um, do it. I'm excited. The question is, how was this specifically written down? Okay. Um, this was sent in by Instagram DM. Are you scared about being boxed in as a content creator? And then in parentheses, <laughs> it says specifically TikTok. Um, yeah, because of the whole diarrhea thing. Uh, yeah. Well, also, well, also whoever, whoever sent it is, uh, uh, I tagged you. So they saw, um, Oh, okay. So they're aware. Thank you. Um, are you scared? Yes. Are you scared of, uh, I will, when you, when I, when I, when I tagged you, uh, when I shared your video, um, uh, the one that went viral recently with like, what is it? Like, what was it? It's past 2 million views of you doing stand up and that guy fucking heckles yeah. you, um, yeah. which is hilarious. Um, okay. I love that. I've, I've rewatched that clip like four times. Um, oh, thanks. <laughs> um, when I put it down, when I, when I, when I shared it, your first message was something like, um, the, uh, what is it? The, 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 the gay tagging or the gay, uh, what did you say? Something like, oh, um, cause it's like lesbian destroys or something like that. Yeah. Like comedian. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the clickbaity, the clickbaity. Um, um, and you seem to you seem to be if I'm if I'm wrong a little self conscious about it going onto another platform because it seems a, yes. a little obvious. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, it didn't, but like uh, Instagram does have a different kind of vibe to it. Comedian, my friends and my network of comedians 
are on Instagram. That's mm -hmm. where they are following me. They are not following me on TikTok. I'm pretty sure a lot of them don't even know that I have a podcast or a TikTok. I mean, I yeah. don't know. But um, I am, you know, TikTok has a strong algorithm game. If one thing works, it's likely it'll work again. Yeah. So I'm playing to a very specific audience. And when I figure out what that audience is, I do play to it in, mm -hmm. in, in both what I'm choosing to upload and the captions and, and things like that. So I do. And in a way, that's not art, that's marketing. And in a way, I do feel that that taints the art, which I think is good. I think the art is good. I'm proud of my standup. I think my standup's good. I'm proud of my crowd work, blah, blah, blah. But when I put a little bit of that marketing on it, it makes me feel yucky because I'm not just I like that. Yeah. That being said, feeling boxed in, I'm actually less worried. Maybe some people will think I'm an internet comedian, but the good news is that I'm mostly posting my standup on there. So it's not like yeah. I'm making, I don't make traditional TikToks. I make a couple of them. Yeah. But even when I make TikToks, I, I have an editing background and like a little bit of a film background. So I think they look different than regular TikToks, but I'm not sure that that's nuanced enough that people will even notice. That being said, I'm more worried that I won't be able to be an actor because of my podcast. Why because about your podcast? Because I feel like when you are a host, there are very few hosts who successfully also act because you're so yourself all the time mm. that it makes it harder for you to transition into playing other people. I do worry about that quite a bit. I, I fully understand that. I once had a talk with Alexis Guerreros. He used to host a lot. Um, and he was just like, at one point I wanted to fucking not do it. And whenever he was reached out to for a hosting gig, he started yeah. saying, I am no longer hosting. If you have a spot, I would love to do it. And like, it took a yeah. while for that to like go away. Um, yeah. uh, I have a couple times just hanging out at a show. People have asked, do you want to host the show? Uh, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Cause I'm, I was going to hang either fucking way. Um, and it, it really is both, a. uh, blessing and a curse because yeah. you feel you do feel trapped in that way but also um my goal in life is to live off of not working and of just being myself when a microphone yes. is in front of me makes yes. me money then i'm living I'm my dream you. yes i agree i would rather and this was sort of what it came down to when i started the podcast i never wanted to have a podcast but when it came down to it i was like i am not anywhere near my goal Am I going to rule out podcasting because it's not my favorite way to get there? No, of course not. Like, yeah. that is a wonderful, wonderful life. And yeah. who says that I can't transition out of it? So um, I think I, I've come to love it. But, you know, there's so many rules. Uh, and mind you, my acting career is not flourishing right now. Uh, comedy, <laughs> I would say, is comedy started as a means to an end for me. Uh, I, I fully own up to that. I know some people will go like, then you don't love comedy. Or, nah, fuck them. Fuck yeah, them. I always wanted to do comedy. I never wanted it to be my 100%. You know? Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to be an actor. And I was in between shows when I was 17 in high school. So I did stand up. It turns out right. it's something I'm vaguely okay at. And I've just yeah. tried to get better and and you're more than vaguely okay give yourself more credit than that <laughs> well Holy i brain there's uh, exactly 
Um, uh, actually, my whole entire core friend group has just, has started calling me out when I'm being mean to myself. Um, good for uh, them. That's good friends. They're good friends. Uh, it does because it does make me. I do feel like a bummer around my friends a lot of the time because they see me as when I grow more comfortable around people. I am. I, I allow myself to not have to be that party animal all the time and I can just talk. Yeah. Um, but that also means you're going to hear me be depressed a lot more and suddenly yeah. not fun to hang out with. Um, but um, yeah, I, I thought the same exact thing. Like my, with my diarrhea TikTok. I'm scared to tell this girl who I'm going on my for, uh, seeing for the fourth time today doesn't know I have it. And I'm going to be so impressed, man. No, she's going to be impressed. Are you sure? You got to show her. You got to show her. <laughs> I mean, show her the TikTok. Don't show her. Don't be like, oh, I'm big on diarrhea TikTok. Show her like, I had this viral video. It's silly. Yeah. Show her the video. Don't pigeonhole yourself. You're yeah. more than diarrhea TikTok. You're I try more to be. Than that. You but are I, more than every that. video that I do on TikTok. That's not about diarrhea. Bombs like my diarrhea. It doesn't. It doesn't. Just keep going. Just yeah. Keep, you'll get out of diarrhea tiktok i was taught, caught in a different tiktok once and i got out of it didn't you say you were you. caught on straight tiktok for a I little bit in, and I you were trying to get back home TikTok, and i did i got back home it worked <laughs> just trying to get back home you were like et trying to can someone fucking get me out of here yeah I mean, oh that's my what god I felt like. oh my god yeah you know uh, you know you have a you have a much uh healthier relationship to the fact that you're not I wouldn't say box, but for lack of a better word, I'm going to say this segment of like TikTok, you know, and, and, and I, I want to get out of it when, and when it comes to my podcast, do I, I have always worried. Uh, I mean, I, whenever I, whenever people look at me for any role, whenever I've gone to an audition, I, I read it and then I always go, I can know immediately, will my normal voice work for this? Right. Yeah. Cause I, I have yeah. a very, I do have a very, um, aggressive voice. Uh, I kind of am always speaking in this pattern where I'm going to hit a punchline, I guess. Yeah. And, and other people don't have that. Um, um, but the ones I'm usually like, Oh, I can get this. Um, they are the loud character, the fucking whatever. And I, and but you know, if you, if you love what you're doing, you're not working a day in your life. And if I'm acting and people want to give me roles where I'm a fucking. And eventually you will be big enough that you are playing a character that is close to yourself and they're going to want that because it's you. Yeah. I, maybe I should listen to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck. Ash, I feel like we, we really fucking covered a lot I know, of bases I'm here. I'm, I'm mad that I have to run. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. It, deep, it just leaves deep, people wanting more. Deep shit. Deep shit. That's a, also great for you. Deep, deep shit. shit. <laughs> um, I have to run to this spot. I was literally, while you were talking, I was like Googling, like, when is the absolute, but I have to put pants on. I can't go on in shorts. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm doing that now I on would, a date. It's fucking hot today. And I'm like, I have to wear pants. Yeah, I got to wear pants. Got to look good. Um, but thank you so much for having me. You got it. I'm a. When, when's your shows on uh, in Williamsburg? Tomorrow. Let, let, let the people tomorrow. know. So it's every Saturday. Yeah, it's Saturday. We usually we do two. Um, this one, this time I think we're only doing the one. I got a. 
I gotta make sure that that's true, but I think I'm pretty sure that's true. Well, I'll be I'll be out of town this weekend, but I'm gonna come hang next next week or whatever and come check it the fuck out. Let the people know anywhere else. I put it in the description. Let them know anywhere else they can fucking find you what they want. Yeah, I'm um uh, my podcast is called We're Having Gay Sex. Otherwise, if you just Google me or <laughs> uh yeah, that's right. I always forget that it's I hilarious. Love it. Uh uh wherever you just search my name, it'll come up. I'm on everything, Ashley Gavin. Perfect. Um and on Instagram, guys, she's Ash Gavs. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, yeah. All right, Ashley. Thank you so much for fucking doing this. You are a blast. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that I have to run so fast. No, you know what? You're busy, and in these times, what a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing. <laughs> all right. I'll see you later. Peace. Maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. All right. Absolutely. Bye. Well, hey everybody! Here's the uh, here's the outro. <laughs> if you're listening to this, that means you listen to the to the whole episode. And God, I wish I could kiss you. Thanks for sticking around. Um, if you are listening to this, I would love for you. My email is in my Instagram bio, my TikTok bio. It's all over. Email me. Send. Tell me things that you like about the show. Tell me things that you're enjoying. Tell me things, uh, uh, suggestions. You know, I'm I'm down to take any and all. Uh, um, what's the word? Notes <laughs> from from anybody. You know, I want this to be the people's podcast. I want people to have a say. I want people to feel like they got a voice. Um, because I'm having a, I'm having a fun and great time doing this. If you've been listening from the beginning, you know that I've been, uh, messing around a bit with the format. I just added a new segment, say you're sorry. Um, I'm tightening up the interviews. I'm making them shorter, a little bit quicker, um, because I want to get to like the meat of most conversations. And if there's anything you guys can think of that, that you like, or you can just tell me to double down on, I'd love to hear, um, you know, and feel free to continuously email me questions and email me uh, anything you guys want advice on, uh, because this is an advice podcast at the end of the day. Um, and and I, I feel like I could double down on that a little bit more. So I'm going to figure out more and more ways I can I can uh, really get that part getting juiced up, maybe get the advice section on steroids. I don't know. But I really appreciate you all if you're listening to this, if you're sticking around. Uh, I feel like I'm, I'm having a, a way more fun time now than I even did in the beginning. In the beginning, the show was exciting. And now it kind of just feels like something I'm in a state of flow with. And I'm having fun doing it. And I'm getting some really great and fun people on the show. So if you also can think of someone you'd want me to reach out to, uh, I do have the resources now to reach out to anybody to come to the show. So it'd be fun uh, uh, to get some people that my listeners would like to have on. Uh, this is not specific to comedians. I'm going to start broadening the horizons a bit. Uh, I think we're going to have a fun time. So thank you guys very much. I hope you uh, enjoyed the episode. I know I had fun making it. Um, next week we're going to have another fire guest. And how long is fire going to last as a as a slang word? We'll see. Um, <laughs> uh, I love you guys. Have a great week. Bye.